0: Welcome to The Way Church. We're glad you're joining us for today's message. For sermon notes, service times, and more information, check us out online at thewaychurchva.com. Now let's join Pastor Matt Rothy with this week's message. This morning, our sermon is going to be based on God's Word from Romans chapter 8. nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You might make the case that you can learn a lot about an individual from the music that they listen to, from the songs that they play on repeat. Maybe you'll agree with that statement. Maybe you disagree with that statement. But let me give you just two examples, okay? Apple Music maybe find this uh, creepy invasion of privacy or not, but Apple Music keeps track of all of the music that you play throughout the year. And at the end of the year, my wife and I enjoy looking at the top songs that we listen to. Now, if you looked at the top songs that my wife listens to, you're gonna see a lot of Raffi You're gonna see a lot of Disney songs and sing-alongs and other children's music. And you can learn about this person, my wife, that either she's a huge Raffi fan, Or, this is a mother of small children. If you look at my top songs, what are you going to see? Well, you're going to see a lot of classical music. You're also going to see a lot of songs that just say, sounds for focus. Because when I'm studying God's word or writing a sermon, I like to have background music and noises with no, no words, no vocals. You're also going to see the typical music that high school students in the early 2000s listen to before their pregame warm-ups is the same music that I listen to when I exercise. But there's going to be one song that shows up year in, year out, that does not share a genre with any other of the songs in there. And I said this morning that, well, maybe, maybe, just maybe, you can learn a lot about somebody from the music they listen to, the songs on repeat. You might learn something about me. But every single year in my top songs, you're going to see the classic hit song by Bob Marley, No Woman, No Cry. And maybe it's because, maybe, maybe not, I went through a little bit of a reggae phase in college. But here's why I like the song. It's the refrain. It's the refrain that is the reason why a lot of people like the song. Don't worry. Don't worry about a thing. Why? Everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. Now, that's a phrase that a lot of people like. We enjoy hearing it. We enjoy saying it. I mean, as I prepared for this message this morning, I, I kind of took note of all of the times that I say it in my life. My son's not looking forward to a doctor appointment. What I tell him, everything's going to be all right. Then someone asked me why our building permits haven't come through for the renovation of our building yet, and I explained that that's a long process, and, and instinctively, I, I finished up telling them why it's okay by saying, it's all right, everything's going to be all right. My daughter falls down, scrapes her knees. I say, everything's going to be all right. Have you said that too? Maybe you've said it to your children when they're about to do something they're not looking forward to. Maybe as your children grew up or your parents said this to you, a significant relationship ends. There's a breakup. What do they say? Everything is going to be all right. Maybe a spouse, a loved one, a close friend said it to you after something major happened in life. You moved, you, you took a new job and, and things aren't going so smooth. What do they say? Everything is going to be all right. A friend, a, a colleague, pastor, professor Luke Thompson, he actually looked at all of the different places that this phrase comes up in pop culture. He counted over 871 different pop songs that have that phrase in it, not just Bob Marley's No Woman, No Crime, he saw that that's the title of actually one of Weezer's albums, and it comes up again and again in in classic movies, Back to the Future, Fight Club, Star Wars. There's pivotal moments where everything looks like it's going to hell in a handbasket, and then the main character looks at everybody else and said, hey, everything is going to be all right. Can you remember maybe the last time that you said that or someone said that to you? I want to tell you about a time I said it. It was actually just in the second year that I was a pastor and someone from our church, someone who is a founding member, their adult child passed away suddenly and unexpectedly. As I was driving over to the house, I was wondering what comfort I could share with the family, as we sat there and grieved, studied God's word, and prayed together, I concluded our time together by saying just that, everything is going to be all right. Now, Why could I say that? Why did I say that? Was I saying it just, just to try to make them feel better? Was, that, was I saying it because I, I just wanted to give them hope or was I saying it because I was pointing them ahead to a certain future and a definite outcome. You may not have have lost someone unexpectedly or suddenly, but you go through adversity. You have doubts. You have trials in life that are discouraging, depressing, and downright dark. And we want to hear that. We want to hear that phrase that in moments like that, that everything's going to be all right. But do we know that? Can we say that? Is it something that we do say to each other just just to kind of make ourselves feel better? Or is it true? When I went over to the house of that family, I did wonder what I was going to say to them. I even wondered what, what passage from God's Word could I possibly share in a time like this? I didn't have to wonder for very long, because when I went into their home, one of the family members, a sibling, had their Bible opened. They had their Bible opened to a passage, a singular passage that we're going to look at today, Romans 8:28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. How can we know that everything is going to be all right? Simply put, it's because God's word says so. God's word says that everything is going to be all right. And this is a most famous passage. This is one that Christians use all of the time, applied to a variety of situations. So here's what we're going to do today. We're not just going to apply it in general, but we're going to apply it to those things in our life that cause doubt, that cause discouragement, that cause despair. And we're going to work to drive this truth deeper and deeper into our hearts, that God's word says to it that everything is going to be all right. And we're going to do it by breaking down this verse into four parts. Very simply, that we know. We know that in all things, everything is going to be all right. And we know that everything is going to be all right in every situation because God works for the good. It's God working for the good and doing so for those who love him. So let's dive into this passage from Romans chapter eight. We're just looking at just one passage today and begin by asking the question, how do we know? How do we know that everything Everything is going to be all right. Let's begin. God's word says that everything is going to be all right. And well, how can we know this? Well, I'm going to maybe go back on something I said, not a lie in a sermon, but go back on something I said just a moment ago. I said, we're looking at just one passage, Romans 8, 28, but it might be helpful to look also at an overview of Romans chapter 8 as a whole. How do we know this? How do we know that everything, absolutely everything, is going to be all right in our life? How is it that that is not just a pious wish or something that we say to make ourselves feel better, but it is truth? Well, we could say, "Well, because God, God's word says eight romans 8.28. We know that God's word; it's there. But why can we trust God's word? Well, let's start at the beginning of Romans chapter eight, where we hear about what Christ or God did for us in Christ. For us, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, we have life. We have been set free from both sin and death. That is what God promised he would do in Christ and that is what he fulfilled in Christ. Fast forward 10 verses and we know this now. Because of that, And through the word of God and through the waters of our baptism, here's the truth, that the spirit of God who raised Christ Jesus from the dead, that same spirit who did that, that most incredible miracle of bringing Christ from death to life, that is now living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you now. And so what can we say about that? Well, fast forward eight verses. We can look around at the adversity that we do face, the doubts, despair, the dark days, the discouraging things that happen to us. And we can say about all of these present sufferings, we can't even compare them. We can't even compare them to the future glory that we know that will be revealed in us because why? Because Christ Jesus raised us from the dead with the same spirit that raised him from the dead, uniting us with him, Christ in us, his spirit in us. Let's go on. Towards the end of the verses that we just read, think about this. If Christ, if God didn't spare Christ, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? You have doubt, you have despair, you have need, You have questions about if God is going to work this out truly for my good or not. Can I really know that? You can. You can know it. Christians, we can say to each other as a certain thing that we can have confidence in and take to the bank, that we know everything is going to be all right. Why? Because God said it. And not just because God said it, but God said it. And then he showed us in Christ He's working everything out for our good. Who shall separate us from this? God's word answers this. Romans 8 answers it. Nothing can separate us from these promises. Our theme for this Sunday is that Christians answer doubt with faith. It's not really the whole story. It's partly true that we answer the doubts that we have with faith, but faith has to have an object. Christians don't just answer doubt with an ethereal faith or hopes or wishes that eh, maybe everything will be all right. No, it's faith in Christ. It is faith in Christ and what he did and what God has given to us in him that makes us certain, certain that everything is gonna be all right. Everything is going to be all right. We know that. And part two, we also know that applies To everything. Everything? Yes, God's word said all things. The big things and the small things. The bad things and the good things. The things that you do that are good and bad. The things that people do that are good and bad. It's the small bad things. It's the unkind word. It's the discouraging event at work. It's just a lousy Wednesday. But it's also the small good things. Just being with family. Just enjoying a beautiful day. Gathering together with Christian people. All things. All things that are huge and big and happen on a world scale. Floods and fires. Wars and rumors of wars. Things that people see happen on the grand stage of life. Things that nobody sees. But only God knows. God said all things because he meant all things. That everything, not just some things, everything is going to be all right because God is working. He's working not just in some, but all things. So here's what I'd ask you to do. Think about those things, both the roses and the thorns. A family that I spent time with over my intern year, they would do this before every, every dinner. They would go around the table and they'd ask their kids to name a rose, a good thing that happened during the day, and a thorn, something that kind of stunk, picked them, pricked them during the day. And every day they would do this and they would share this and they would give thanks to God for both the good and the bad things. List those things. If you want to write it down in your notes, you're welcome to. But if you want to just note it in your head, a good thing, even a bad thing that you're experiencing, a discouraging thing, something that causes doubt, think about those things. Now think about God's promise. Everything everything is going to be all right. Here's what we know. It's because God is working for the good. God is not just someone, as we said in the kids' devotion this morning, someone who is super powerful and can walk on water and can control wind and waves, but God is someone who is good. God is working everything out for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Think just for a moment about that word, good, that we know for a fact that everything will be all right, that we know that all things, all things will work out for good, that everything, everything will be all right. Do you see what that means? That means that there is nothing, that oh, these things are blessings and these things are curses. So it means that everything will be all right. Everything God will work out for good. There is no just eh, neutral. No, it will all be good. I referenced him earlier, but Professor Pastor Luke Thompson often uses this example picture a playwright or someone who is an author, picture a really good writer. What happens when you watch the play, read the book, or even take in the movie? Well, you notice that not a single word, not a single scene is ever wasted, but all of it gets used to tell the story. You watch a movie and scene, and maybe you don't pick up a detail at first, but then at the end of the book or at the end of a movie, you go, That's why that was in there. Or maybe it happens that you watch it again or read it again and you pick up a new detail and you say, that makes sense. That's why that's there. And we step back and we say, oh, that writer is a genius. They're so smart that they put that in there. But now think about this. The all-knowing, all-powerful, and most certainly brilliant God is the author of life and the author of your faith there is not a single thing in life because he is using all things. There's not a single thing in life that he is not working out for your good. Think about that. What about the bad things? God will work it out for your good. Everything is going to be all right. There are only two outcomes. Think about it in this way. Either God is going to bring you closer to him here and now on this earth, he is going to use the events of your life, even if you can't see it in the messy middle and understand how it's bringing you closer to him, he promises that it will be for your good, that he will bring you closer to him, which is always good, this side of heaven, or it will be that at the end of all things, we will be brought closer to our God in heaven. Romans eight twenty eight. It's the passage that I was able to share sitting in the living room of a grieving family who lost a loved one suddenly and unexpectedly. We know that in all things, yeah, even this thing, this is gonna be good. How could you say that? Christians can say that. Christians can say that because we know in Christ there's only two outcomes. Either we're going to be got brought closer to him and our faith is going to be strengthened in the sea and the storm of doubts, or we are going to be brought in closer to him in heaven where we can look back on all of our past sufferings and say, these aren't even worth comparing to what I went through, to the joy and the glory that I experience now. And friends, this is the joy and the glory that we get to see and get to experience even even in the messy middle of the story of our lives. We know this. We know that in all things, God is working for good, for you. So we can say, everything is going to be all right. And finally, the fourth part, God is working good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. What can we say about this? We can say that this idea that everything is going to be all right, it's not for everybody, but it is for you. It is for Christians. It's only Christians that get to say to one another, everything is going to be all right. And so we need to say it to one another. We ought to encourage one another with this good news all the time. But what about not Christians? What about those who don't love God? Well, it's true that that is inevitably the the definition of sin. Those who want to just do their own things, who don't love God, who don't want to follow his way, his word, his commands. They can't say that everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be okay because it's just not true because we don't, well, we don't know what's going to come of that outside of Christ. But in Christ, we can say this. In Christ, we can have this certainty because our future is certain. So you say, wait a second, what about this passage and and this sermon even for someone who's not a Christian? Well, if you're hearing this or you are sharing this with someone who's not a Christian, you can tell them this, that this is God calling you. This here and now is God calling you because that is his good purpose. His good purpose is this, is to take everything and work it out for your good, to make it so that you are brought closer to Christ here and now, and you know his forgiveness. You know the wonderful joy of carrying his cross and following him, or you will know the eternal joy of spending forever with him in heaven. You know it. You and I can say it to each other that everything is going to be okay. But what about when we just don't feel like that? What about when our experiences are troubling and they cause doubt, despair, or discouragement of any kind? Well, I want you to remember this. I-V-A. It's a very helpful uh, moniker or way to remember uh, how a Christian can, can take any truth from God's word and push it deeper, deeper into his hearts. I imagine that you came here today and you already knew Romans chapter eight, verse 28. If I asked you that, that, at least to some degree, you could say, well, God works things good for people who love him, right? Well, how can we take this truth and push it deeper and deeper into our hearts so that we remember it, where you call it when things don't go well, when things don't seem like they're going all right. How can we remember that everything is going to be all right? Well, first this, identify what's going on. Identify the feelings that, that you have about any given situation. Maybe you feel sad. Maybe you feel grief. Maybe you feel immense frustration, fear, or doubt. Identify that and then step back and, and validate that. Ask your friends, ask your family, is this, is this what I'm experiencing? Is this what I'm seeing? Or you can even validate it for yourself and go like, yeah, what I'm, what I'm going through right now is absolutely frustrating. It is absolutely sad or anger-inducing. But don't stop there. Don't just identify what you're going through and feeling and and simply validate, yes, these are my feelings, this is my experience, but then take that and align that with God's word and his promises. Take the promises, the truth that God gives you in his word, that everything is going to be all right, and recall that. This past week, I asked our staff, the Johns, I said, what are the passages that you remember when things aren't going well? Here's the first one that, I asked them for just one, but they cheated and they both sent me two. This is the first one that Jonathan Shores sent me. Word of Jesus in John 16. Actually, the night he was betrayed, he was with his disciples. He said, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In other words, remember this, that you're going to have doubts. You're going to have hard things. You're going to have things that try to take and steal and shatter your peace. Don't worry. Everything's going to be all right. I've overcome the world. This is the promise of your Savior. Everything is going to be all right. I've overcome this. Then they both sent me selections from Proverbs that actually say the same thing. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Proverbs 16, verse 9, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Friends, these are passages to write down. These are passages to play again and again, to remember, to highlight, to note. Why? because inevitably something will happen that you plan out in life, that you want things to go this way, and it'll seem like they're going sideways or backwards or the path just leads in a confusing, dark cave. But we know this. Everything is going to be all right. Why? Because while we plan things, it's God who establishes our steps and makes our paths straight. One more. Actually, that's not true. One more from a John, then two from me. This one's from John Boomhofer, Isaiah 55. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As high As the, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You remember God being the author of life? Sometimes the ending of this chapter or, or the middle of this section of the book might not seem good. It might not seem that God could really even make anything good come from this. But why can we remember that even in the middle of that stage of life, season of life, everything is going to be all right? It's because God tells us that His ways aren't our ways. And that God, who is all-powerful, is also all-loving. And he is going to work it out for your good. Here's a passage that has brought me a lot of comfort. Over the past couple of months, I've been doing a personal devotional study in the Old Testament. So this one comes from Exodus 33, where Moses is really frustrated by the fact that people are worshiping a bronze snake. And then God says he's not gonna follow them anymore or go with them through the desert into the promised land. And, and Moses is frustrated. He goes to the Lord and he says, please, please don't leave your people. And here's the Lord's reply. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Moses comes back to me. He says, Lord, please, please make sure you go. Don't send me if you're not going to go with me. And here's God's word to Moses and to you. I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you. And I know you by name. Everything's going to be all right. Why? Because you have a God who looks at you and he's pleased with you. He's so pleased with you because he sees you through the merit and the work of his son, Jesus Christ. He's pleased with you and he knows you. He knows you by name. And so if he knows your name and he's pleased with you and he's gonna be with you and give you rest, that means he's going with you all the way everywhere. You know what else that means? Everything's gonna be all right. Final one, Joshua 21 Joshua, the whole book is filled with the conquest of Israelites taking over the promised land. And then towards the very end of the book, chapter 21, these simple words are recorded. The Lord gave Israel rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their ancestors. Not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their hands. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed everyone was fulfilled every one of his promises was fulfilled every single one and what's true for Israel it's true for you god said it he said that i will work all things for your good it's true it's true that not one of his promises has ever failed so why would he start now everything is going to be all right. That's Romans 8, 28 in a nutshell. You can learn a lot about somebody based on the songs that play on repeat. Imagine if there was a way that we could track the passages that play on repeat throughout our years, throughout our days, throughout our lives. May it be that these are the ones we remember specifically or in summary, God's promise to you, everything will be all right. Amen.